So one thing about this show, we don't have merch. We don't have a Patreon. What we have is art. And you can see our art live on stage August 5th, Friday, 9 p.m. in L.A. in the Atwater Village neighborhood. You guys can get tickets to see me, Matt Duckett, a handful of other very funny comedians at comedyandwine.eventbrite.com. You guys can get tickets there. It's going to be a great show. Hope to see you there. If you're not in L.A., but you got peoples in the Los Angeles area, we hope you send them our way. Thank you and enjoy the show. This is the Let's Unpack That Podcast. I'm your host, Lyle Barons. Go host Matt Duckett, checking in. And we're going to do a little quick rundown of things that have been happening in the past week. Yeah, busy, busy weekend, for sure. A lot yeah. of stuff to catch up on. A lot of a lot of things that we've already touched on that I'm sure people want to hear us reflect back now that there's new information or new storylines, <laughs> you know what I mean? Say less as the young coons say. Say less. <laughs> Okay, so me and Matt both really don't want to do this, but we have to do this. <laughs> Obligated by <laughs> matter of we're the ones keeping, apparently keeping a bunch of people in the loop on the happenings of the world, <laughs> which God bless you. Um, but uh, yeah, we I guess we got to talk about... Uh, we already did a two-hour episode on Will Smith <laughs> yeah. and his issues with masculinity and Chris Rock, so... Yeah. Will Smith's apology. It's on YouTube. It's on Instagram. Um, I'm not going to play it. You guys can go like watch it for yourselves. Wherever you may find annoying people, <laughs> the apology is available for viewing. So, Chris, what what I really get from this is this is business. Yeah. So, Chris Rock has a special coming up. He's like, Will's like, oh, you know, Chris isn't ready to talk to me yet. And he said he'll reach out when he's ready. And it's like, yeah, he's got a fucking special. He can't accept your apology and then go do jokes about you mm-hmm. and your bald-headed ass wife, like, and your fucking weird kids. Like, which he's going to do. He's probably, yeah. you know. Yeah, maybe you should have apologized until you heard what he was going to say. Because um, it, it might be it might be slap instigating again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he's got some, yeah. yeah it, but, it, yeah, it was a total corporate apology. It felt, yeah, it felt like it should have just been like a tweet on my, it, it was barely above like a iPhone notes app apology. You know what I mean? Wait, are you talking about like the original one or are you talking about the video he just put out? I'm talking about the video he just put out. Okay. Is, yeah. I, I mean. You don't think he's genuine? Because I do think he's, he's genuine, like beyond the. I think that, I mean, I think there's a part of him that definitely like regrets um, slapping him. And he might feel remorseful for it, but just again, the all right. If if Chris, if you reached out to Chris's people and they said he's not ready to accept an apology right now or doesn't want to talk about it, then that's all you say, and you don't add another three mm. minutes of "I'm sorry" and "I'm sorry to your mom." Don't make him feel bad for not being ready to apologize, because that's basically what you're trying to do. You're trying to goat him into you know, actually coming out and be like, all right, let's have a conversation. And yeah, even beyond, oh, he's got a special, he's busy. If he doesn't want to accept an apology or hear an apology right now, that's completely his right. You know, so I think it was an attempt to get some of the heat off himself and maybe put pressure on Rock to do something about it. But it's like, dude, like, you know, it's all on you. It did make me laugh when he was lamenting the loss of his friendship with Tony Rock. 
It's like, all right. Like y'all talk yeah. regularly. Yeah, it's like, that's the worst part about it. <laughs> is that his less famous brother will smoke a cigar with you once every three months. Now. <laughs> with Dwayne Martin. So, um, and I, I feel like this, just for fun, uh, Will Smith's upcoming IMDb. Um, next up, supposed to come out next year, Emancipation, a runaway slave for. Oh, forges wow. through the swamps of Louisiana on a torturous journey to escape plantation owners that nearly killed him. Really directed by Antoine Fuqua. I just watched The Equalizer last night. It's a good movie. Yeah, he's a good director. Um, Training Day. You know, yeah, I mean, stuff. but it's Brooklyn's like, finest. Yeah, and then he's got The Council, where he's uh, supposed to be, which I mean, has kind of been in, um, you know, uh, production hell. But he's supposed to play Nicky Barnes. Oh, okay, gotcha. But yeah, the, I mean, the slave thing is such an obvious move after you get in trouble. You know what I mean? Just like we Oscar bait, I guess, in a way. I mean, I think Will is in the Oscar bait part of his career, you know. Right, but it's like now you're banned from the academy. <laughs> yeah, so like, it's what's like, the point? If I was you don't play a slave and don't even get a statue for it? Yeah, like, exactly. what's the point? Fuck that. I'm making Wild Wild West 2. <laughs> Men in Black 4. Let's get after it. He, he's supposed to have uh, Bad Boys 4 on the way. Yeah, exactly. I'm doing, I'm doing stuff that's fun. I'm going the Adam Sandler route and just having basically vacation movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... So yeah, a weird, a weird move to like keep trying when there's really not going to be a payoff. How do you think? Because one thing I don't like with uh, and we'll move on from this quick. But with uh, every time Chris Rock does a bit talking about it, uh-huh. is then you see like Chris Rock says, "I'm not a victim," and like this is out of context and from a fucking stand up show, and I don't right. like that they make it like he's sitting down with Diane Sawyer. Yeah, this isn't uh, being yeah. all petty. Like, exactly. Yeah. No. This isn't a CBS uh, exclusive or anything like that. He's working out material still, so that's de- yeah, that's definitely bothersome as like a a fellow comedian. It's like, well, this is a sentence and what was probably at least a ten minute chunk. So yeah, like, this means it literally. It mean, in my eyes, it means nothing. Whatever is like leaking means nothing until I see the full context of the set. And I don't even want to see the leaks because I'm like, no, I just yeah. want to enjoy it. Yeah, like, I, I want to see. It, I want to see when it's ready. Yeah, I want to see when it's ready. So Beyonce yeah. looks like some people want to slap her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 had some outcry. What I guess what made this especially worse is that Lizzo had to already alter a song this year for using that word. Um, and it's like, yo, you know, like read the room or like you know, I guess people. I, I really can't say if Lizzo and Beyonce run in similar circles. Um, but, I don't think they do, but I think they do musically, where they work right. with probably a lot of the same songwriters, right. producers, exactly. even the ghostwriters. Yeah, yeah. So it's like maybe pick up on the fact that you're not supposed to use that. I mean, I knew you weren't supposed to use that word in like seventh grade. I just found that out now. Well, and and that's the funny thing about it is that I feel like there's such a divide where it's like either you knew it was a bad word for decades or like, yeah, people literally just found out. Oh, let's give context real quick. So for the listeners, so spaz, so like spaz is like what we would call somebody just being a little extra and just kind of like freaking out. Yeah. Like a worry word. Like like, like, a little spaz, man, they spazzing out. Or it'd be like, kind of be like, I'm spazzing on this beat, fam. It'd be like, you know, in a good, 
It'd be, it's like saying, like, going retarded, but, like, a little bit more. Stop saying the R word. Bro, we from the Bay Area. We from. <laughs> you acting like hyphy never happened. Oh, I'm aware that it happened. Like, but then we can't we can't be like, oh, like, this whole cultural movement that, happened, that was, like, really significant for five years of your life. Yeah, just pretend that shit never happened. Just pretend it didn't happen. We can say that we're going stupid, dumb, and hyphy without dropping but I gotta put it right next to Spaz for context, like because it's still in the. Oh, all right, here's my thing. What about all the times black people had to, like? You know how many times I've heard white white guys be like, you know, and I couldn't believe they just said nigger, you know? Right, right, right. Like all the shit I had to hear, I ain't want to hear. Like, okay. no, it's, it's no, it's it, it's definitely a fair point, and it's actually it's really interesting because people people just said the n word up until the OJ trial. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the prosecuting lawyer. Oh, um, uh, the prosecutor. Uh, you talking about uh, Marsha Clark? No, no, uh, the the black dude. Oh, Johnny, uh, Chris Darden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Chris refused to um, use the N word during the trial, and he was kind of credited with coining the term the N word. There's clips of Bill Clinton doing that exact same thing. Or he's like, and there he said nigger to him. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's... Wait, that, that's that's around? Yeah, yeah. No, you can find clips of, like, a lot of really famous people from, like, the 60s, 70s, and 80s doing that thing you mentioned where, like, they're talking about someone else saying the word, but they're saying it. But then during the OJ trial, he was like, uh, 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 Chris was like, I'm not, I'm not going to give that word power. I'm not going to use it in the context of this trial because, you know, racist cops... Yeah, all those tapes. Just Mark Furman. Yeah, just had n bombs, n bombs all over it, um, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm just going to say the n word," and that that really kind of took off. So, I don't, I don't want to say we have him to blame, but we kind of have him to blame uh, for every, I guess, every slur having you know, you kind of have to put lightly. the blank on it. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, yeah, no, I knew. I knew. Look, if you want to save your, your your future career on here, you can. <laughs> but this is a safe space for yeah. black men yeah. and real niggas and <laughs> and uh, brown inner city men. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, that's not like I'm not saying we know what the we know what the I know, I know, I know, I know. What you're, I know. Yeah, it is. Say you got an audition tomorrow. You know, yeah, say yeah. yourself. <laughs> It's like yeah. Matt, Matt love getting pussy. And when I say getting pussy, I don't mean Matt loves getting girls. I mean, I'm, I mean Matt be getting pussy. <laughs> like whatever he's got a good career opportunity coming yeah. up. Yeah. Whatever we pot, I can tell you got some good shit no, coming I, up I, when I, you start like being like Lyle. Do we have to speak like yeah, this? I, I love me some industry pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to casting networks, I'm eating ass. Uh, <laughs> No, but yeah, yeah. So Beyonce, one of the songs in her new album, very good album, by the way, um, used the word. And I mean, it was a quick turnaround. I mean, people, it was like, you know, less than a week. And it got, and, and they, they modded the song, which, you know, the Twitter hive uh, is a powerful one. But, uh, you know, good on her for recognizing that it was a goof and changing it. Um, you know, I. It's like a kind of, you know, people like to be like, oh, we're just, you're not allowed to say anything now. It's like, well, a bunch of people said, hey, this kind of fucking hurts our feelings when you say that. And she was like, yeah, fair enough. I'll just change a word in the song. You know what I mean? So, like, I think, uh, yeah, just by changing it uh, right away, it makes it 
less of a deal. It, it just makes it not as big of a deal. I'm a little disappointed in the beehive on this. Like y'all can't go after like the fucking hospital and be like, "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, usually, usually the moment. Yeah, this is one of the few times where Beyonce has been infallible. It's very true. And I guess could they, Beyonce get canceled? No, I really don't. I, I don't think she could either. I don't think Beyonce could get canceled. Beyonce would have to. What could Beyonce do to get canceled? Like in the realm of reality, like there's nothing, right? But I'm like thinking like even most extreme. I feel like if Beyonce hijacked a plane and crashed it into a building, people would be like, well, Jay-Z was just really putting a lot of emotional stress on her. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, Beyonce fans will defend almost anything. And there were people there were people trying to defend this situation too, not in any real numbers or anything like that. But um Maybe Beyonce has some nuanced opinions about uh, the vaccine. I <laughs> do. Yeah, us. that that might have tipped it over. That might I mean, that definitely would have tipped it over with white women, you know, because there's a lot of white women that are like, you know, because they are afraid of being racist or like really behind Beyonce now. Yeah, but I think if Beyonce was unvaccinated, they'd be like mad about that. But I, I, I don't think. And she's still doing concerts. That's yeah. irresponsible. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's like it, here's here's my thing with it is because, and the reason why, like, I will say like certain things, like you know, retarded or whatever on here, you know, or I'll be like, like I won't say gay in a derogatory way, but I'll say like, and it, that nigga called me gay, you know, right. like I'll, as an example, is because. I feel that just for the ecosystem of things, the world, when I say the world, I mean white, liberal, coastal people, as much power as they got and as much as they could hear all the hours of the bullshit I've said on here, be like, we're never giving you a movie, nigga. <laughs> right? But it's like, it's one, that, that what I said earlier, all the shit we had to hear that we didn't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And two, people are just from different places in society where it's different expectations. Like, I don't know if I told you about my one little West Oakland nigga barber. Um, he he rapped, of course, mm-hmm. and long story short, and he was like just a real. He was good at being a nigga, like he could rap and he could cut hair good, but he kind of didn't really know how to talk. Sure, and I would. He would talk about like you know beating some females over the weekend. So you know, so yeah, like yeah, a nigga yeah, yeah. refers to women as females. He kind of know where his head's yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a tell. That's a tell. So he, he one point he was like, you know, I was talking with this one Arab bra, right? So the Arab chick, and I'm like, you can't do that. <laughs> but I'm not gonna correct him in a shop full of niggas, you yeah, know. I'm yeah, like, I'm like, so um, I'm just like, all right, because like a thing that happens in wine is like people that work in wine are like, oh, I don't want to correct them. Because they want them to come back to the shop and they don't want people to feel embarrassed. So what they do is they just say the, it the correct way and yeah, they yeah, totally. up on it. So yeah. I said, um, yeah, what's going on with the Arab chick? Huh? The Middle Eastern girl. Huh? Huh? What's going on with the Arab broad? Oh, yeah, her, man, right? Like, he doesn't know. Yes, his brain just has not been learned of such knowledge. But I'm like, should a nigga like that be canceled? Like, should somebody like that, should their life be made yeah, yeah, art? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, And that's just why I feel like... Totally, totally. No, I get what you're let saying. Let me say spaz on a bitch, you know? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's... Um, it's one of those things, certainly, where it's like, yeah, if someone like doesn't know any better, it's like, yo, hey, you know, 
just clue them in and move forward. There was definitely like a lot of like, I'm so disappointed in Beyonce. And it's like, I don't think that Beyonce didn't hear. I don't think Beyonce saw the backlash to Lizzo saying it and went, well, screw you guys. I'm still saying it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's just not. Yeah, it's a word that wasn't seen as derogatory in a lot of people's vernacular. And it's like, cool. Now a bunch of like a lot of folks that are in like the disabled community. And I don't even know if disabled is the right word. Ableist? Everyone's still learning, everybody. Um, so, yeah, but, you know, they, they vocalized, like, hey, don't do that. And then she was like, fair enough, and got rid of it. So like, which, is good, which, is, which is the right way to yeah, go exactly. about it. Yeah, like, yeah. Th- this shit just makes me feel like Tony Soprano. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. happened to Gary Cooper? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strong, silent. That was a real American. <laughs> Gary Cooper, he was gay. <laughs> Whatever, whatever happened to the ableist, racist, sexist American? Eh? <laughs> Mel Gibson, that was a real American, even though he's fucking Australian. He's Australian? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, on a more um, more serious note. In the, in the words of uh, Tony Kornheiser, Michael Wilbon, a very uh, solemn, happy trails uh, to Bill Russell. Mm. Um, you know, it. it's it's... it's I was talking about it with my brother and it's just, you know, we're, we're at this time now where like, we're, we're down to a handful of these guys who had to play sports in just such a racist vitrolic environment and still succeeded at a level higher than, uh, you know, most, if not all people in the, in, in the history of the, uh, of the sports that they play, you know, these really, these kind of titans of the African-American community just kind of going down and on top of their own achievements, these folks like Bill are kind of the last connections that we have to the people that we lost in the process Mm. of the civil rights movement. There are connections to Malcolm and to Martin Luther King um, and uh, in the world of sports, specifically to Jackie Robinson. Um, So it's just, it's, it's, it's painful to see these folks go because you feel like your history is going at the same time. Cause it's like, you know, now that they're gone, how much, how much are we going to hold on to? How much are we going to honor and reflect in the way that we should be? You know, I think there's certainly some, in my head, there's a fear when these people die, are they going to be other legacies going to be warped in the same way that like an MLK has been by society at large? You know? Well, Martin Luther King is kind of like, uh, like Easter at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and just like I have a basic, I have a dream. Boycott the buses, and that was it. Like that's how people see it. And I would hate for it to be like, I would hate for Bill Russell's legacy to be, yeah, Bill Russell played basketball and said stop being racist and got to be coach and won a bunch of titles and hooray. It's like no, part of his story is his own community not wanting him there and him telling. Boston to fuck off and that I belong won a bunch of championships and then got the fuck out and moved to Seattle. Um, you know, I, th- I think Bill Russell's career is a great uh, metaphor or, I mean, maybe metaphor isn't the right word, but a great mirror for what it's like being black in America. Sure. Cause it's like you bust your ass, you work hard, you, you're better than all your white peers as mm-hmm. 
you know, black parents tell you at an early age, hey, you got to be better than your, your white yep. counterparts. Yep. Uh-huh. And you do that and you still get you still get bullshit along the way and you mm-hmm. still excel and you you carry yourself with dignity. And for years and years, it's like, yeah, yeah, that didn't matter. And then Larry Bird comes around. Oh, Bird's the best Celtic of all time. You're going to act like the guy that won you 11. And it's not like – and it's like we're talking about the 60s and the 80s. That's only like kind of 20 years. It's not like now where we can be like, yeah, Luca is clearly a superior athlete next to Larry Bird. Like, yeah. it's – you know, it's not like we had – we were that advanced with uh, yeah, we're not diets and physicality and yeah. drills and, and the shoes and stuff. People like were, people were running titles on Coke in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it definitely isn't far enough removed for people to be like that. But yeah, it's it's the twice as hard for half the results. Uh, you know, saying and Bill Russell worked eight times as hard, and and uh, you know got his and deservedly so. And I, 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 I've said it uh, in the past couple of days, I think probably the best teammate in the history of sports, just a selfless guy, never, never like led the league in points. Uh, and basically it didn't want to, it was what, do, what do I need to do to win titles? And he did that better. I think he did that better than anyone else understanding, despite being the best player in the court, understanding that he had a role to play. Can we say he's the best role player of all time? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, because the insinuation with role player is like, you know, below, it's like the seven through nine. Yeah, like, oh, you're Robert Ory, you know. But it's like, you know, there's certain, you can be a great player and have a specific role on a team. I would say Michael Jordan in most of his career was a quote-unquote role player because his role was to score as many points as humanly possible to keep the Bulls in games. Yeah. so having a role doesn't take away the fact that you're a starter or a superstar or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if there's anyone who did their job better, you know, uh, and to such a high degree. He was such a good role player that he wasn't a role player, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think we got to appreciate uh, the prototype one and prototype twos because there's the mm-hmm. thing J.J. Reddick just where he was, um, yeah, uh, Jerry West was playing against plumbers or whatever it was, and then yeah. Bob... Kuzi and Jerry West had something to say back. Like, you only average 12 points a game. You're a smart kid, but shut the fuck up. Right. And, I mean, just with the eye test, like, I look at basketball today, and I'm like, yes, it looks better than basketball, you know, 30 years ago, of course. But I think, like, whether we have the GOAT conversations or whatever, I think it's best to keep it in decades and eras. And it's like, let's not – like, just with basketball, like, you could be like, yeah, well, Wilt and Bill, they didn't have to have day jobs. They got to do all these things. And fine, I agree with you if we're comparing them with – the Shaqs and the Lajuans and all that right. and the Duncans. But it's like the game still had to progress and they definitely did it. Yeah, yeah. They're the reason why we they're the reason why people, no one has to have a day job. Yeah. Uh, and if people were smart with the money, they wouldn't need to ever do another job again after they retired from the league. Um, you know, it's like it's like being like, oh well Buzz Aldrin wasn't that good of an astronaut. <laughs> it's like fuck off. He was the first guy to go to the moon. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, I, comparing across errors is stupid. Russell is one of the most important players in the history of the league and by all accounts is a delightful guy, and I'm sorry to see him go. And I'm not looking forward to, unfortunately, having to say goodbye to a lot more of these folks that really uh, put us in the position where we can do a lot of what we want to do 
uh, less inhibited than they had to. We could we could get on these comedy stages and call people retarded spazzes because they paved the way. <laughs> that, is, that is exactly that is exactly what the Russell fought for was so that we could use whatever slurs we wanted to do on stage as black men. Thanks, Bill. No, okay, but 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 in all seriousness, though, so with somebody like a Bill Russell. What do you, what's like the thing that you want people to take away from? Because for me, what I, I would hope, because I agree with what you're saying, like the legacy dies and it's basically like you don't want a part of history to die mm-hmm. with that person. And for me, it's, yo, he said shit when it like actually meant something in order to speak out. Because like it's easy for like, you know, to wear the I can't breathe shirts and it's easy. To, well, I don't want to say it's easy because they're doing that shit in Miami and it's mm-hmm. red reddish state but i'm saying like it's easier for like you know braun and all these guys to be socially conscious than these guys aren't these guys aren't having shit smeared on their walls yeah Uh, they're not uh a real threat i would say to get killed uh whereas bill russell jackie robinson hank aaron jim brown uh the fact that they did make it out without getting killed uh is uh, almost miraculous so i know i totally agree with that um, it's, it's not that it's easy, but there's less of a physical threat when you do speak up these days and to be willing to vocalize and fight for what's right and just when you very well know that the last time, whenever you say that, that could be the last sentence that you ever say in your life, yeah. um, is powerful. And then to go out and average 15 and 25 on top of that, <laughs> Jesus Christ. We don't even know how many fucking blocks the guy had either because they didn't yeah. count him yet. You know what I mean? It's, it steals. Yeah, it's 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 absurd what these dudes and what Bills. Like, we'll keep it specific to Bills um, since we're we're honoring him, but what he was able to accomplish while still doing all of that, it's like Jesus. I can barely get through the day sending three emails <laughs> <laughs> and posting an Instagram reel. You know. <laughs> And yeah, and he was like really, really, really dealing with um with real things. And I remember, I remember watching like the the do you remember like Beyond the Glory, the old ESPN? Things? Yeah, yeah. Like they're kind of archaic, like looking back, especially yeah, yeah. If you put them up next to like a thirty for thirty. Yeah, because they yeah they have that weird like soft light filter that's like <laughs> it's like, it's like the original Instagram filter yeah, you can yeah, put up. Yeah, yeah. it's this weird kind of golden light. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. And they make like you know he just rolled off in the sunset. Yeah. You have like it's yeah. like the beginning of Bob Costas's plastic surgery. Like, <laughs> like, he hasn't gotten older. It's been five years. And I remember I remember watching uh, them on Bill Russell, and it's funny. Like even at the time, and this is like early two thousands. I just remember feeling like, wow, that's like a million years ago. And then now is more and more. I'm like, wow, no. Yeah. Now we're really, really be yeah. We're, like we're very far removed from it. We're very far removed, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, how time changes and how things, you know, we when we reflect back on them, you know, uh, stats and all that stuff. It was like, yeah, you can't, you, you can't like with a straight face, I guess now, be like, yeah, Bill Russell was the greatest basketball player of all time in terms of on court ability. But that was kind of that was up until like Michael Jordan showed up. That was most people's consensus was. Yeah, he won the most. Yeah. He was the best guy on the team that won everything. He's the best of all time. Um, you know, and people don't look at him in that light now. But when you when you take into consideration what he had to deal with compared to the other people in that conversation, um, 
you know, one of the most, one of, if not the most important guy to at the very least play in the league. Um, you got to give him that. And one thing I loved about him when, when, when he would uh, bring out the finals MVP trophy is with some of the older guys, you kind of feel like they have a little bitter, you know, like Charles Barkley straight up says it. Like, I wish I could go to the cemetery and dig my mom up and yeah. get one of these contracts. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you get to feel some guys like Isaiah Thomas and certain guys are a little salty, whether it be the contracts or the attention these guys get. But Bill Russell seemed like he loved all of these guys. Yeah, uh, he loved to see his legacy. He loved to see what he was able to do for the game and how it grew because of his contributions and was clearly appreciative of the fact that we didn't forget that, at least in, uh, you know, NBA circles. He was happy to see what he was able to contribute. Again, a role player. The GOAT. Rest in peace, Bill Russell. R.I.P., bud. Thank you for tuning in to the quick rundown of the Let's Unpack That podcast. You know, when some things happen, you know, we just want to hit you, hit you, hit you real quick, brief, right, man? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just little, little taste on our thoughts and feelings. Nothing too crazy. Nothing to dive too deep into. Just let you know where we're at. And we hope you're at a good place in your motherfucking life.